Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I am your host, Mo Dingo, and with me is Brody. Brody, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> I am I'm hyped up, life. baby. I am jacked up on cold brew coffee. Bro, it's 11.18 in the evening. In, in the p.m. And we're hitting our third episode. Fourth? Well, I guess. Whatever. Uh, we, we, we just started jamming on some stuff, and we recorded some bonus content for you guys. So congratulations to y'all, because you guys deserve it. Yeah, I'm on my third batch of cold brew. I'm ready to go. That shit is like cocaine. <laughs> edit, 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 yeah. edit. I've never had cocaine. <laughs> I don't do drugs. Never have. But anyways, if I did, this would be, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. That's, again, we really appreciate all your support, all your love, all the props, all the shout outs, and you're just helping us spread this thing like fire. So speaking of fire... Hey man, open, open. It, it was fire. It was fire. Give her. I give. Uh, give her props. Yeah, the 2018 CrossFit Open is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're actually talking to you. What's today? Today's Thursday, almost yeah. Friday. Yeah, almost Friday. It'll be Friday in about 45 minutes. This is the same day the 185 was announced. Yep. So if you didn't catch it, well, hopefully you did by now. We it, know you voted. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so 185 just dropped. And it was a repeat of 11.6, which was 3.3.6699.12.12 of thrusters and chest-to-bar pull-ups. But we'll get to that later. But today's episode, we just kind of want to do a wrap-up of the 2018 Open, talk about some things that came up, a little bit of controversy in a couple of the workouts, Mm -hmm. and just some overall thoughts on how this year's Open went. Yes. Going into it. We start off with 18-1, which was a 20-minute AMRAP of 8 toes to bar, 10 dumbbell hand cleans, and 14-calorie row for men. I think for women it was 10 or 12. Twelve. Twelve? 14-12. Yep. Okay. So 12 calories for women. And this was the first time that the hanging dumbbell snatch was introduced. Kind of an odd movement. Let's back it up a little bit. <laughs> Dave Castro says, new movement. All right. I'm thinking something fucking cool. <laughs> I, I, at first, I was like, it's going to be something cool. Then I started really thinking. I was like, it's probably going to be a jumping air squat or something ridiculous. Like, just not cool. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I love this open. I really did. I thought the programming was on point all uh-huh. the way through. Come on. Like, don't hype something up and then just like, that's it. And it, wasn't, it didn't even factor into, in my opinion, it didn't even factor into the watt. It was how good you could row. Yeah, it was a little bit of a neurological thing because it was a little different, you know, constantly varied. That's what we're about. I don't know. We do, we, but we've done them all the time in here. So I, whatever. Good. But in this open, there were a lot of firsts. Yeah. And that was the first one. And that was one. Which is cool, right? Yeah, yeah we've absolutely. Been, we've, been, we've been doing we've the been, same stuff. For, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So it's cool that he did interject something that is new. And he did use the dumbbell. So uh-huh. we didn't blow all of our money last year for no reason. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of like, hey, guys, I'm glad you. My bad. My bad. My bad. No, he don't fucking admit that. But, you know, at least we got some use out of our dumbbells. Wad one. But my buddy Tricky Ricky over in England, he, uh, I, I know how he feels about those dumbbells. 
I think they're cool, man. It's <laughs> it's taken our training to a different level. I'm glad they introduced them mm-hmm. last year because new we, implement. We yeah. didn't we didn't own any. No, we know uh, we had a handful at my gym, but we didn't have nearly as many as we needed. Right, and I t- we get a lot of cool factors out of it now, and and people are like shitting and pissed because you have dumbbells, but I'm glad he did it. And the fact it's changed my programming because mm-hmm. now we get, you know, my athletes don't like it because no. we do some weird shit, but it's definitely cool stuff. So for the men, it was won by Nikolai Duss. Uh, he had 287 reps out of the European North uh, uh, region at CrossFit Norvest. And the women was, you guessed it. The engine. Sam Briggs. Did she even repeat it after she did it on the, on the reveal show? I don't know. It, but she she just destroyed it with 452 reps. Um, but that's what you expect from Sam Briggs. Yeah. He, this this workout, um, in all honesty, it, it, how, how good could you row? It was mm-hmm. it was all rowing, and you're uh, limiting your transitions in between the three movements. It really mm-hmm. was, you know, making sure you weren't, your feet weren't, you know, strapped all the way in, but they were strapped high enough you could, you know, get the most out of the row. Yeah. It was your coming from the tota bar into the dumbbell, cycling the dumbbell properly, efficiently, having everything set up in a small circular area to M- limit minimize your travel, minimize your travel, and that took seconds off. Absolutely, but. It honestly, I don't like workouts like this personally. I thought the workout was good. Mm-hmm. I don't like workouts where it's about one element. And this was about one. It, it wasn't all about around the room. It was not about total bar and it was not about the dumbbell. It was all, it was your fitness on the rower. Mm-hmm. And if, if you see or efficiency on the rower. efficiency on the rower, and if you had great total bar, okay, you can, you can make up some time on those for speed, which got you more time on the rower, which some people needed, but it, it tested your, capacity slightly but in my opinion it was just all about the row so speaking of the rower mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we had a little bit of controversy uh with that Fucking with the, hq the concept two rower versus the zybex rowers and yeah this all came to light when two of the top scores were invalidated i believe on tuesday or they were identified as a major fault right it yeah it was What's that? It's a rule. It's uh, uncommon clause. Yeah, yeah, yep, uncommon right. equipment clause or something to that effect. Yeah, which reads, uh, "Hey, use any rower." Do you have the? Yeah, I got oh, it here. here. Go. Check this. So the two individuals that got caught up in this were Justin Velma and Malachi Bennett. And if you weren't following this, they had the top two scores for this workout, and. After the scores were validated, HQ came out and said that. Well, there's a you have to submit. You have to submit a. What is that? I think you have to submit a video. A video of the wad mm-hmm. with all your equipment. So, if you've never done a sub- video submission, there's specific requirements. Like you have to show the equipment, and I think even for rowers specifically, you have to have it with the uh, with your calculator on. You have to show, if you're using weights, you have to show the actual number on the plates and on the bar. And if there's any measurements involved, you physically have to measure. And, you know, for like the handstand push-ups, for instance, which we'll get to later. Um, And uh, one continuous shot. Mm -hmm. So that way you couldn't edit it. And then when you actually do the workout, yeah. Can't can't put that shit on loop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you don't know what we're talking about, check out 17.5. 
and the for the actual workout, the clock has to be visible the entire time, right? And you have to be able to identify the full range of motion. It's very specific. If you do the judging course online, it gives you clear examples of what is and isn't acceptable. What the issue was with this is that the, I guess it's pretty well known that the Zerbex rowers give you calories faster than a than a Concept Two rower. Right. I, I've never used one, so I can't say. But apparently, it's a well known thing. But one of the problems that they brought to light in their in their personal defense was the fact that they actually reached out to HQ beforehand on that Friday, saying, "Hey, can we use these rowers?" There was, and in their on the website where they talked about all this, they actually posted a screenshot of the email communications. We don't even need to talk about that because here's what's up. Guess what rowers they used last year? Yeah. Oh, those in, the, those athletes. They last year those same rowers that got the top scores thrown out this year. Those same rowers were used last year. The same brand of rowers. Fuck yeah, they were out last year, and there was a rowing wad. It was the fifty fives. So you had a fifty five mm-hmm. cal row, and those same rowers were being used. Now, now come on, right? This is where I got a problem with HQ, and and I'm not one of those owners who's afraid to speak out against something uh, HQ says because. When I fuck up, when I mess up, I'm going to own up to it, okay? So, HQ, what's up? You messed up. You used the same rowers last year, okay? And then in your rules, it states to use equipment that is... Here's the message from HQ. It says, as long as the rower is similar type and calibration of a C2 rower, you can use it. Perhaps you can reach out to the manufacturer to see if they can provide that information. Similar in type. Mm -hmm. Holy hell. Why don't you just say, okay... There's that, that's a big picture, okay? Similar in type. They both have handles. They both use a flywheel. <laughs> I'm just... Sim- yeah, no, yeah. Right? Okay, and the si- it's similar calibration. It's not... They're not getting um, five calories to every one on the concept, okay? It's not that big of a difference. Is there a difference? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. They used them last year. Nothing was said, okay? This year, two top scores get submitted. They use that rower. Now, people are bitching about it. So, HQ steps up and they remove those scores, extend a period where you could submit your scores so people could redo this again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or they were going to be assessed a 15% penalty if they didn't yes, resubmit. Uh, yes, if didn't resubmit. And then if you if you use the rower, right, you had to tell HQ that, that you, you used use the rower. rower. Who's going to do that? Oh, hey, I did. You know, no one's going to do that. So similar in type, you can't be that general, okay? And then pull this video when you said it is similar in type. Is, is it exact? No, it's not. So when these athletes contacted the manufacturer, their response was uh, Zerbex rowers count calories similar in type and calibration to a C2 rower. So we believe that is approved for the open. 100%. So that's the problem. HQ, they dropped the ball on this one, okay? what? Here, here's the problem these athletes had access to a C2 rower, okay, Concept 2 rower. These athletes did because it was right beside them. <laughs> and you could see it in the video. <laughs> they knew, okay, they exposed a loophole in which CrossFit HQ did not cover in their, in their rules. It did not say Concept 2 rower only. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it said that, then there's no question. Similar in type. These are similar in type. It's not astronomically different, but it's different enough where over a 20-minute period, those seconds add up to minutes, Mm -hmm. and then that gets you more minutes into the workout, which increases your repetitions. That's where this comes down to. 
But HQ dropped the ball in saying that they penalize these people. And the problem with it is they did it after the fact because they yeah. sent that a message saying, after receiving videos from Open Workout 18.1, CrossFit has concluded that Zerbex brand rowers are not allowed in competition. Zerbex configuration is significantly easier than the competition standard and violates the uncommon movement clause from CrossFit Games rulebook. Athletes and gyms who use Zerbex brand rowers in competition must report their 18.1 scores to this particular email yeah. by close of 18.2 to remain in competition. Athletes and gyms who report their scores will receive a major penalty in the form of a 15% deduction. Those who use Zerbex rowers must report their scores to remain active in the competition. So you want to remain active, but you have to submit your score. But when you submit your score, you're going to be... Analyzed 15%. Okay. Now, if you're doing it maliciously, it's one thing. Like, those guys were, okay? They knew... They had They had the option of... They it. were gaming the system. Okay. But, but... You know what? <laughs> it's just like... You want to do PEDs. You wanna, <laughs> I'm serious, though. It, it's... You don't do them. It's gaming the system. You shouldn't do it, but people do it, okay? People knew that they shouldn't use this because they did count faster, but they, they read the rules. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on them. They read the rules, and it says similar in type. It was similar in type. HQ messed up because now they're ruling with an iron fist, but they had nothing to say about it last year. So we move on to 18.2. This was a Controversy four- over <laughs> for the oh, meantime. No, for, for, for now. So we move on to 18.2. This was a four-time workout. It's, uh, it was a progressive uh, ladder, one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10, and it consists of dumbbell squats and bar-facing burpees. Whatever time you had remaining mm-hmm. after you completed that task, you had to complete a one rep max of a, of clean. a clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I don't think we had any two-parters last year, did we? No, because Castro swore two years ago he would never put a max out because he had a 1A, 1B. People were gaming it, mm-hmm. okay? They were taking a... Was it 2015 that happened? I maybe think? it was three years, whatever it was. You had the... Um, it was when I was deployed. It was, it was a max clean and jerk. And people were gaming it, okay, because they were taking a, a little bit of hit on the first workout to save energy so they could crush the second workout. Mm-hmm. And he was pissed. I'm like, why are you mad, bro? <laughs> you programmed this. It's your fault for not thinking this through, uh-huh. okay, like he did with the handstand push-ups. We'll give at, uh, two more at workouts. But it's your fault because you, you didn't do this right. This year, I liked it, okay? Once again, I like this workout. Another good workout from Castro. The dumbbell squats, was it crazy? No. Bar-facing burpees, number wasn't high, but it did tax your system. And you kind of had to figure out where... You're clean. Yeah, you, you, had to, you had to game this. You had to strategize with this one. Right. You had to use strategy. We're using that word. Okay. Because do you haul ass through the first part and maybe get more rest time so you can get up to that heavy cleaning? Or do you just take your time knowing that, like, burpees ain't your thing? And you're if you warmed up plenty beforehand, you know you could just go ahead and take one attempt at a heavy clean. Yeah, I think there's a couple ways you can look at it. You got, are you regional? Are you, are you not a wannabe regional athlete? Are you actually in contention for regionals, okay? And then if you are, you have to attack it a lot differently than mm. people like us, right? Where we're trying to get a, a fast score, but we want to, okay, wait. Well, they got to have both. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You can go hard and hope that your recovery, you can hit the yeah. clean, right? Or you could be gangster like Matt Frazier and with one minute left, just be like, I'm done. And that's all you got to do. If you're Matt Frazier, I'm not him, right? 
No, this was a great workout. I, I think uh, I liked it. I like yeah. I liked it better than the first one because um, it 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 was strength and fitness. But I think it also I, I like workouts where you know in the row is one dimensional or the first one it was one dimensional because I thought it was all about if you're a great rower you you scored great on that unless you were just horrible. I mean horrible at total bar because the, there are eight total bar. That's nothing. That's not a lot, right? right? Okay, so unless you're horrible at total bar is all about the row. This one was good because. Um, I like the dumbbell squats. They actually did affect your burpees. Mm-hmm. Okay, the bar facing burpee I didn't think was a pretty. It wasn't that big of a deal. You know, your legs got kind of heavy um, past the halfway point. Okay, yeah. um, I didn't start feeling it until I got to like the round of seven. Right, so yeah. you could really push the tempo. Um, and then the I liked. This is one of those workouts I kind of like. You don't realize how much leg drive you lose doing those two elements until mm-hmm. you try to do a heavy clean. Yeah. Right. So you had to choose, are you going to go power? Right. Because you don't know if you're going to be able to stand up that squat. Mm-hmm. Right. On the, if you do a full clean, so you got to figure that out. And then if you do power, you're going to have enough leg drive to get that bar high enough. Right. And what I'm seeing that people are around 25, 30 pounds off their PR typically, mm-hmm. um, if that a true max. Um, so you had to be ready to take that off of your yeah. lift in order to achieve it. Yeah. It was a great workout. And finishing uh, first for the first portion was Nikolai Dust again, 344. Pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the clean portion, it was Lunas Papadopoulos with 402. It's a lot of weight. With a lot the, of weight. With all what the... his first score was, though. <laughs> and then for the women, we had Ashley Corby. She finished that in 350. She's out of Australia. And for the clean, it was an athlete from literally down the street from us. Uh, Chelsea Seller at 276 for her clean. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Good clean. I mean, it's the... Hi, hi Chelsea. Uh, yeah. What's up? The first <laughs> wad was definitely a... And I think you could... Well, let's compare Chelsea. So you take the first portion of the worst workout. Chelsea's tall, a taller athlete, longer mm-hmm. limbs. That workout's not for... That's no, not her jam. No. Yeah. It's not for anybody that had a that's taller. Your shorter athletes crush this because they literally would pop they hit the chest jump up above feet and then launch from that position mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot this first workout was definitely harder for your taller athletes um and i think that's kind of where you would see the difference and and chelsea score in the first one and then she crushes the clean you're not going to beat those little fucking ninjas on this workout. <laughs> no, absolutely not and and fraser honestly and fraser short as mm-hmm. well so and he murdered this one yeah but he just so happened to clean a lot too yeah uh, i think it was, it was a fuck ton of weight. Three seven, three seventy something, I think. Yeah. So, so moving on. Good one, point, yeah, good one. Yeah, I, I like. I looked at it at first, and I was like, uh, "This could be a challenge," but I actually wound up uh, liking it. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't hateful. I think, and it's one. You it was could, a good test. And I, I tell you, here's what I like too about the first two. Um, in most of these, you can retest, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Not, we don't retest here. Uh, this year, we we just didn't do it. It's yeah. it's very. Uh, we didn't want to this year mm-hmm. um, because we wanted to give our best efforts. But the um, you could. But this re- is something you can do in six months just to see where you're at. Nice. You could. You, you could honestly done this while the next day. Yeah. Right. Or even later that day. Which some people did. Yeah. Brings us to eighteen point three, two rounds for time. Oh, this was a. <laughs> so it was a hundred double unders followed by twenty overhead squats. Another hundred double unders, twelve ring muscle ups. Another hundred double unders, twenty dumbbell snatches. Another 100 double unders and 12 bar muscle ups. Two rounds, 14 minute cap. Great wad. Up until this point, pretty much most of us 
could do these wads RX. RX. Yeah. You know, me being one of them, uh, not being very gymnasty, I got to 220 and stared at the rings for about a good eight minutes, <laughs> <laughs> praying for a muscle. Didn't come, <laughs> but I, I had a good time trying. Yeah. Again, Dave is always going to throw that separator in there, and this was it. But, you know, the separator, so when people are looking at this, they're like, oh, my God, the ring muscle-ups. I'm like, you know they're coming? I'm like, motherfucker, do you not see 800 double-unders? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, people are kept talking about the bar muscle, bring muscle-up. I'm like, hey, you got to get through these dubs, <laughs> Okay. In our gym, we do uh, a lot of we'll do um, we'll do hundred clips, um, but I think max we've ever done was a four rounder mm-hmm. with elements in between, mm-hmm. and uh, I know what that feels like. Those you get you get into that three four hundred dub wonder, and those dub wonders are no longer unless you're crazy awesome at them, which some people are. That's what you see in these scores. Uh, it was all, in my opinion, this was about the double under. It had nothing to, nothing do. to do with the other elements. Those well, are just, those are just to break up the double under. Yeah, muscle ups were easy. Overhead squat wasn't bad. Bar muscle up, nothing. It's mm-hmm. about those double unders. And can you stay? Can you crush those and hit big chunks once you get past that 300, 350 clip? Yeah, Dakota Rager uh, uh, did he, it twice. He did it twice. Yeah, he finished at thirteen twenty five. But the first time he did it in thirteen thirty. So he did it again in, in shave five, five seconds. seconds. That's insane. And then he's done with it. And he's just walking around like it's no big deal. Just chilling. Yeah. yeah whatever. And then Tia to, to Claire Toomey, uh, she came, I think the 12, she, she didn't finish that last round of 12 bar muscle ups. Me personally going into it, I knew that this was going to be one the guys would crush and the woman, the women wouldn't finish. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just the way this one was. It wasn't, um, this is definitely a, a, a male friendly Workout. workout about fucking time these <laughs> women have been crushing us for a long time and for those that don't know tia claire to me she's out of australia and uh, dakota is out of the central east is actually the name of his box is sea monkey crossfit that's pretty pretty cool name and i believe i don't think he's going to qualify for regional stop oh, the really? look yeah that's a look it's crazy yeah moving on to 18.4 dun, dun, dun. which was Diane, which is 21.59 of deadlifts and handstand push-ups with the new handstand push-up standard. Once you completed that, then you had a heavy deadlift and handstand walk, 20-foot handstand walk. So 21.59 of those heavier deadlifts uh, with 20-foot handstand walks breaking those 21.59 up. So the new handstand push-up standard. Previously, the old standard was you extended your hands over your head, and you measure thumbs, thumbs together three inches below the wrist. And, right. and your feet had to Pass get past that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, they modified that standard to where they took half the length of your forearm, mm-hmm. added that to your head height, and that was the new standard. New standard, the height that you had to get to. Right. Only issue with that is um, physically, some people are just built differently with their, the lengths of their forearms in relationship to their humerus. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have longer femurs, shorter femurs, long torso, whatever. So there was certain people that just were not physically capable of meeting the standard. One of those being... A pretty good athlete. A pretty good athlete who's been to the CrossFit game several times, Jacob Hebner, out of, out of Kansas. And if you didn't catch our bonus episode a few days ago... Go ahead and uh, look that up. We talk extensively about his particular situation, but 
this was this crushed a lot of people. Yeah, it did. It, look, we, we, you can listen to the episode and hear me go the fuck off. But <laughs> the the problem with this one it was they their sample size was way too small. They did not. This is just another thing with that, like that rower. HQ was in the wrong. Okay. And I, this is a huge beef that I have with HQ. Okay. And, and I, with people in general, if you mess up and you know you messed up, you got to own up to it. Right. HQ, they knew they'd messed up just after the first day because the, the there was a little bit of controversy easing with the demo video. It, yes. Just with the demo video with Stacey Tovar. They did the measurements, um, and then and that was a, a continued shot. Mm-hmm. And then you've seen the cut of her then going to a handstand, handstand push-up. Push up. She's clearing the line by three inches, mm-hmm. but uh, people with eagle eyes. Right? Yeah, because I would have never picked up on this. And until I saw it on Instagram, I wasn't even really paying attention. I was at work. I think Bro, it took, te- yeah. Bro texted me. He was like, hey, check this out. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm reading. I'm like, well, I said, I wow. said, Mo, we got our next episode. <laughs> he said, what? I said, this controversy. This. Yeah. yeah. And I sent it to him. So they, they had moved her original tape line down about three inches because you could see the mark that was still on the wall and in comparison to there's a there logo. was another reference point on the wall. Yeah, a logo. That, it said that's CrossFit. what people first identified. Right. And then once people identified that, then they were able to further see that those different marks on the wall. Right. So I was just telling Mo, I was like, okay, well, if, if she can meet the standard, why move the standard down three inches? Even if it's for demonstration purposes, okay? If Stacey Dovar could clear this line that was properly measured based off of her, okay, then why move it? Okay. And what we see? What we see happen in the, in the live thing? This is really messed up, too. Because um, um, Scott Pancheck, when he got measured, ninja. he's a ninja. Ninja. Yeah. When he got measured, guess what? They end up moving his line down. They remeasured him, and that line dropped slightly, and he still kind of struggled. He's going slow and deliberate, and he crushed the workout. But in my opinion, he'd crush it even more with the uh, actual standard. Okay, so HQ, when you mess up own up to it okay when you have someone who physically can't do it based off their anatomy then it's 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 an issue and it's no longer a good standard in my opinion and for those that aren't familiar with stacy tovar she's not a slouch you know she's been to the games four times and done really well at regionals so for them to have to make those types of adjustments even for production purposes Mm -hmm. for an athlete of that caliber kind of makes you wonder why they stuck to that standard Right. And here's my sample size. It's less, it's less than they should have done. Okay. Mine's under a hundred sample size. And out of a hundred, I have, um, three athletes who kick up and one who can even, cannot reach the line with proper range of motion and standard of movement of a typical handstand pushup. Another one has to fight for it, but can still clear it, but has to really, compromise the shoulder, the hand well, position. He, yeah. he had to fight for it but it, it was harder for him to reach it. And then a third person had to compromise a position of the actual movement, okay, to still get above that, that movement. And when, when, when most clearing up by three inches because of his, his humorous length, even looking at him here, is, is very, it's, it's a normal one. But when you have athletes who, and they're typically shorter, the forearm can be longer than that humorous, and then that's the issue. But in reality... I thought it was a great workout. Another good workout by Castro. This was a mess up, but I think the workout was really cool. I like 
I like having the grill thrown into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. People were really pissed because their die-in time wasn't 220. Mm-hmm. This is a different type of wad because you couldn't, you can't do your, you can't do your die-in PR because you're laying on the ground typically, right? Yeah. Afterwards, you have a whole nother, you have a workout. Yeah. 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 And then the deadlift goes up 90 pounds. Okay. <laughs> the one thing I don't like about this, and I just read this today, I think only 8% of athletes uh, made it to the handstand portion, handstand walk portion. So if you're going to introduce a new element, okay, like the handstand walk, um, I think that if you want to make it prevalent, okay, don't say, oh, you got to earn it. Well, okay, if you want to earn it, let's let's try to get 50% of the people into it, not eight, mm-hmm. right? Because then I think it's not, why introduce it? It's almost like the first, you know, 18-1, it was all about the row. It, that's, it's just dumb to me as a programmer. Yeah, and just like, you know, I come from a, a testing and curriculum development background, you know, when you're de- deploying some sort of test and only 10% are passing the test, the test is bad. Not only pa- <laughs> not passing, getting to the to take the test. Yeah. Right? So you're getting people who 10 per, eight, less than 10% are getting to the, the new test, which was the handstand walk, which I think it's freaking awesome. You put something like that in there because I didn't have Because we've never had it before. Never had it, but yeah. you know what? Uh, it, let's say five, six years ago, we had it in a competition for the first time. I didn't, I didn't never been inverted on my hands. Mm-hmm. I never tried to walk, but I had to. And it was only a six foot handstand walk in a competition. But guess what? I practiced. I practiced. <laughs> yep. And I think that um, you'll find, I hope he repeats it. And I hope that he doesn't repeat, he can repeat the actual wad. But what I hope he, he reintroduces the handstand walk, but he puts it in the entire wad. Because I think people are now going to now let's in in the open. Because mm-hmm. if look at our, you put athlete, us on notice. We'll look at our athlete Jenna. Yeah. She gets to the handstand walk, okay, with um, over ninety seconds left. She doesn't get one point. Yeah, and she's been neglecting this in her training personally <laughs> ever since the Arnold because she's always relied on us who can walk on uh, her hands. Okay, I see what you're And saying. she also said, "Well, they're never going to be in the open." So when she would practice them and would fail at them, okay, she would get frustrated and stop applying it well guess what now she went from a score that would have been in the top 100 Mm -hmm. right easily because she would have got in 90 seconds you're getting your handstand walk down and back she did her deadlifts i think in four sets at the 205 Mm -hmm. at the first 21s Mm -hmm. right which is pretty solid yeah absolutely at that weight get through the 15s now you're talking you're in the 99th percentile because she neglected something because she didn't think they'd ever be in the open. Because <laughs> they hadn't been. Guess what she practiced the next day? Handstand walks. She was in here practicing her handstand yep. walks. And that was won by the men by Austin Maliola in the Northeast. Yeah, he's the, solid athlete. at 602 from Reebok CrossFit 1. And good old reliable Annie Thor's daughter came in from Europe North, and she did it in 534. Yeah, and I think that was all about the deads. Yeah. I mean, the the second... The three fifty, the second set of deadlifts. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was all about the second. And if you look at Maliola and you look at Thor's daughter, they're known for some crazy freaking for big numbers, big deadlifts. Yeah. yeah, and that brings us to eighteen point five, with we just got done watching a few hours ago. Yeah, uh, it took place in Iceland, which was kind of cool, and it had all the daughters in there. You know, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Annie Thor's daughter, and Katrin Davis' daughter. I'm going to start buying some of the water mo. <laughs> Something. I don't know what they got going on in that small little country that's like the size of I don't know Manhattan. But they're just, just they're just producing some some beastly female athletes. Yeah, what's up, male athletes? <laughs> you got one over that like, Gustafman or whatever. I can't say his last name, but you know, I don't track the top tier athletes like a lot of people do. Yeah. But 
Anyways, yeah. This was, uh, we finally got a repeat wad, and it was 11-6. For those of you that haven't followed the Open very well in 2011, that was the only time we've had six workouts in the Open, and that was the first year of the Open. Mm -hmm. And this was a increasing rep scheme of 3-3-6-6-9-9-12-12, going all the way up until you reach the time cap, which was... Seven minutes. Seven minutes of thrusters and chest to bar pull-ups. But we got a vote on it, which was a new thing too. It, yes, yes, it was. I think we, uh, the first time Dave let us have an impact on this was during regional the, or uh, the, the games. games is DT or heavy DT? Yeah, or uh, double DT? Double DT? Double yeah. DT or heavy DT? Heavy, yeah. Yep. So I think even in the after show, he said, you know, hey, you know, the the people had enjoyed that the first time, so why not do it again? And that's him being human. For the first time I've ever seen Dave Castro actually be cool. Um, I, I like when you this he a big knock I have on him of many is it seems like he's all buddy buddy with just the top tier athletes. Mm-hmm. He, I know he drops in other gyms. I thought it was really cool. He gave the community an opportunity an opportunity to vote. And I bet you a ton of these people who voted don't have chest to bar pull ups. Right. Yeah. And, and they still and they still took pride into it. They have a choice hey, I have some power here. I know my vote does count, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was a really cool thing to give to the community mm-hmm. to allow them to control which one they're going to die at. And I'm <laughs> glad, it, you know, I think that Rory it's said it like, best. It's kind of like Hunger Games, you know, like how do you want to die? Yeah, Rory <laughs> said it best. He said, you guys pick the poison, but it's still poison. Yes, yeah. Right? <laughs> so exactly what he said. Yeah, so I think that's cool, and I'm glad it's only seven minutes. I think it's a great workout. I, I love that three three six six nine mm-hmm. nine. You're right, and then I think it's it's going to be fun to do. So we haven't had a chance to, uh, other than seeing those three beasts go at it, we haven't had a chance to see it, so we won't have any comments as far as, like, how everything plays out in the end. But, again, Annie good test. It. Yeah, Annie crushed it, as always. You know, you know, the thing I've always admired about her is that no matter what she's doing, even when she – uh, failed out of the games doing Murph at noon um, on a Saturday. She still had a big ass smile on her face, and you know I've kind of always embraced that. That if I can smile, then I'm not going to die when it ever comes to workout. I didn't see you smiling when we ran through that. Well, that's because I was going to die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, bro, I mean, your thoughts God, on yeah, I, I love on, on this open season. You know, this open season and. And you've you've listened to this if you haven't. I'm not a I'm not like I'm not in love with the open. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, man, last year and this year, really love the programming. I mm-hmm. think the programming's cool. He's finally broke the mold, right? Me and you and if you've done CrossFit for a while, you know it it was too much of the, the same, same shit. Things, yeah. And it was he would change one small element, but it's just like it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. And since they went to the scaled and RX, I think it gives you some more flexibility. Yeah, and that was something that you brought up as key. Yeah. To him, able, him being able to spice this up. So 2015 was the first time that they introduced the scaled option into the open. Before that, it was just, I think it was just uh, RX, Masters. It, it there there wasn't was no, really RX. It was just... Or just A division, and then you had uh, age groups. Age groups, and that's it. And then the age groups really don't change too much until you get to, like, uh, 55 plus, yeah. right? So I think um, uh, a couple of standpoints here. CrossFit... First off, they would get a lot. You think they got a lot of heat for the handstand push-ups? People were getting a, a real a lot of heat because um, they would do uh, wad one would have double under, double unders in it. And mm-hmm. say it's a newer athlete, okay, and you can't even make it past the first thirty double unders because you just started CrossFit, mm-hmm. right? There was no alternate to do singles. Mm-hmm. So 
pretty frustrating, yeah. right? How can you? How can I tell you to get involved in the open? And then this when is I'm your, excluding you from the beginning, from the very get go. So when he, you know, and that's just one element, and there's so many more examples of that, right? But you know, chest to bar is another one. Most of your beginning athletes don't have chest to bar uh, pull ups, especially your female. So they're like, "Well, what the hell am I supposed to do?" So now they introduce the scaled version, which is cool. Couple reasons. One, you're going to get more participation. They're going to get more money. Absolutely, got to do that. Yeah. But hopefully, they did it for the fact because they wanted to be inclusive. More inclusive. Yeah. I hope that's why they did it. I'm sure financial was a huge uh, thing, and mm-hmm. they got tired of hearing all the uh, hate, hate, hate mail and the death threats that they, <laughs> that they were probably getting. And um, so, no, I think it's great that they did that because now instead of doing a chest to bar, you could do a chin over bar pull up. Yes. Right. And then if you can't do a chin over bar pull up, you could do a ring road jumping pull, whatever it is. Yeah. They have scaled down progressions. Yeah. If you can't do toast to bar, you do knee raises. But more you know. importantly, you you get to still compete against others who are doing that scale yep. instead of just scaling it and not getting to compete and getting ranked. Mm-hmm. Now you get the S by your name and now you get to compete with people who are scaling it could be your age group or the worldwide open. And then as a trainer and an owner, when you have that newer athlete, now you can take that data right. and stratify them across their age group or whatever. You know, I think there's the military and law enforcement division, you know, things like that. Cause I know like a lot of my military friends, you know, they, they register for that. And like, you know, it's a big, you know, dick contest at that point. Hey, I'm in this division, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and I'm beating you and, you know, right. hey, army versus air force and all that kind of cool stuff. So it brings that camaraderie into it as well, which CrossFit is all about that family aspect. But again, back to that element of those brand new athletes to show them where they stand across the globe, because every, you know, everybody's doing it, you know, at all these different divisions, you know, no matter how age, gender, whatever. And I tell you, they, they can leaderboard then. Yeah. Right. People will get enjoyment out of leaderboarding. Like, yeah. Someone they know that goes to another gym that's in your community, you can see if you beat them. Yeah. And you're both scaled athletes. Yep. They do that, and I think that's pretty cool that they did that. And But with this, when they do that, it allows them to break the mold because when they were trying to program for all, you, you couldn't really get outside of the mold because you still had to try to include the majority, mm-hmm. right? Even though you were going to limit some of the people who couldn't get past it yeah like all before they always put muscle ups at the end of the workout mm-hmm. never in the beginning mm-hmm. now they can put them wherever the fuck they, they want, want because there's because two it, separate there's divisions. two separate divisions yeah. so we all know that a muscle up in the beginning or the end or in the middle that can all change the workout especially if the rep schemes are kind of set mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool that now they can move that now they can challenge your uh prescribed athletes and introduce new movements to them mm-hmm. then to give your skilled people um something to they can scale next year they can compare to where they were mm-hmm. and then maybe they can do some more rx but it gives them that what crossfit is is where everything's scaled to the highest level but it is also you can progress in that yeah and i not one of these workouts that i look at it and be like oh shit i can absolutely not do that right you know, for, for me my goal was to do them all um rx this year and again like i said i once i got to the, the rings i just stared at them you know and hoped didn't work but like, but like you said, you know, if I want to uh, break that mold, get a muscle up. So that's my goal for for the next eleven months is to get that muscle up. Right, and that's and that's cool. I like that because you all I got to get is one. You know, it, it's because that's one more than I have now. <laughs> it goes deeper than that, right? Because you've been doing CrossFit for a minute now, yeah. and, and when you do CrossFit for a long time, um, sometimes you can get very complacent and and. You kind of like Jenna did. She wrote off the handstand walks mm-hmm. and it bit her in the ass. Now she's on it. She's going to be on it. She's on a different level um, 
as far as what her goals are. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean because you are aren't trying to push for regionals that doesn't you, mean I can't set goals for myself. You can't still. set goals and that you can't work towards mm-hmm. that muscle up because I just someone just said something the other day. Um, it was on a football life uh, documentary for uh, Emmett Smith. They said everything is a, is a dream until you write it down on a piece of paper. And then, <laughs> then it's a goal. Then it's a goal. Right. Yep. So you can think of whatever you want inside your head, but when you write it down on a piece of paper, now that, that dream is now a goal. Mm-hmm. And now it's something you can work towards. And do you achieve it? Who knows? But will you get better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So you may not ever get, a, let's say you don't get a muscle up, but if you were working your ass off, you're telling me you haven't improved because you put time in. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't get it, doesn't mean you're a failure. But it just, if I don't get it, my ring dips are probably better. Whatever, yeah, whatever <laughs> progressions yeah. you've worked have, have improved. So wrapping this all up, I think, you know, we both feel that this was a departure from the normal uh, opens that we've had in the past. I like the fact it was. I felt more included in it just from the aspect of the workouts. I think he did a good job of introducing some new elements. Yeah, maybe some different elements. Right. And testing us. And I think thus far, this is probably my favorite open to date. Yeah. And I think, okay, so I agree. Great, great open, mm-hmm. great programming last couple of years. I'm going to, I'm going to go for our, our top level competitors. If we do have some regional athletes out there listening to this, I can see where um, some of your females and males will be frustrated because in my opinion, this, this open was completely tailored towards your smaller high engine athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you had the clean in there, but you could finish in the top of the clean and not, you know, and Chelsea's a great athlete, but I'm saying you, you can, she finished first in the fucking world. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty significant. Right. Yeah. But if you don't do well in the other one, you get crushed mm-hmm. on, the, you get punished, you get punished on yeah. the ranking. I, I, as a regional athlete, you're going to find a lot of holes probably in your game. If you got beat on this open, mm-hmm. because, it really did favor your smaller, high-engine athletes. Mm-hmm. And the strength element, there was only really one, one, yeah. one test for strength. But the, the, it, the, the scale that it was weighted was split in half, in my opinion, because you can win that one. But your little bodyweight ninja, they can, they can finish in the top you know, 40 mm-hmm. uh, or top 20 on that workout and then finish maybe um, 200th on the clean mm-hmm. and they're going to beat that person who finished yep. first in the world. Yeah. And so I, I, that's my only complaint is, and you can't, you can't help it. You no. got to get your fitness up, right? <laughs> that's Regardless. Just the, right. Yeah. You're going to see that you got to get your fitness up, but this definitely your smaller athletes crush this workout or this open. And you're going to see that kind of transfer. Now what I'm excited to see, okay. As an, I like this side of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what the fuck's going to happen at regionals. regionals yeah. Because if they, I hope to God, and I really do, I hope they go back to the old school regionals when that shit was heavy, right? Yeah. I'm not saying every aspect, but not like last not, year. Yeah. Right? Last year, there was some test of, of weight, okay? The sandbag at the end, mm-hmm. um, that was a nasty wad. But I'd love to see what's going to happen to these little ninjas when they get <laughs> some weight on their shoulders. Because now you're going to find your complete athlete who... Who, who's good enough to get to regionals yeah. through this, but they also can move that heavier barbell. Because I think one of the discussions we've had before we decided to do all this, I remember we had a long discussion about the, the road to the games, and I think we kind of agreed that during the Open, you need to be fast. Yeah, your your your, your fitness has to be at its highest, yeah. and you, you necessarily don't have to be your strongest yeah. physically. Yeah, regionals, you need to be strong. Strong as shit. Yeah, yeah. and the games, 
good luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you, <laughs> you have no idea what's coming at you. Right. And yeah. that's, that, that's the truth, man. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's the next, that's going to be the next step, right? Because your people who, a lot of people are kind of locked in the regionals right now. They're going, your top probably five, eight are locked in. Mm-hmm. Everybody else could kind of shift on this last one. Because mm-hmm. this last one, same thing. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with strength. No. The barbell's light. It's how, how efficient are yeah. you at chest the bar? Yeah. How great are your chest the bar? How long can you hold on without letting go? Yeah. And that, and just like, once again, that's my biggest complaint is uh, I would like to see more diversity to where you get the, the workouts that have a medium barbell in it yeah, mixed we- with a, a chest the bar, mm-hmm. um, a high volume or a, a complex gymnastic movement mm-hmm. mixed with a, uh, a capacity as far as um, it could be a, a burpee or a row or a, a high a high volume box jump, mm-hmm. whatever it is. My opinion, that's what I would like to see because I believe that's where your your top athletes are who can do all three. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to see is a trickle effect to regionals, and then what kind of athletes are we going to get at games? Mm-hmm. And then you may get someone that crushes the open and goes to regionals. It depends on which way Dave's went with yeah. those programs because they're done which way he's went, and then what happens at games. Mm-hmm. Because we know at games, that shit's heavy. Yeah, and, and recovery is key. Recovery is key. You can't be a straight bodyweight ninja and go to games because it's been proven and, time and, and time again. And, and God you, bless him, I love him to death, but yeah. Chris Spiller, you know, he would just destroy everything up until the games when, yeah. when the sled weighs. And then regional started getting yeah. where he couldn't even make it out. When the, when the sled weighs twice as much as he does, yeah. he's not going to be able to push it faster than Jason I'm going to tell you another one that's still there, Josh Bridges. Yep. Yep. He just can't. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's strong enough for regionals. Okay. He has the motor for regionals. That's, I'm excited. I, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that aspect that come out of the open. I'm excited to see what direction Dave goes for regionals yeah. and how, because I like to test his workouts personally. So I guess we'll have a follow-up show once regionals are all done. Our call to action. What achievements did you accomplish during the Open? Did you get, do your first RX Open wide? Did you get your first ring muscle up or your first dumbbell letter? Or did you get a PR on that clean? You know, let's show us what you did because it needs to be celebrated because the fact that you guys even did this stuff is amazing in itself and it needs to be shared. If, if you PR'd your fucking clean on that workout, you're, yeah. you're going to false max. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just going to be real with you. That was a false max that <laughs> you're going off of. So as we slowly creep on to 3,000 downloads, we just want to say thank you one more time. So before we close out uh, this week's episode, we just want to take a moment to talk about an issue that, for in my line of work, is a very real and very um, sensitive area because... We're losing far too many veterans on a, on a daily basis. And for those of you that have heard of the 22 till none movement, uh, we lost one of our uh, veterans within our community, Zach Dyer. Uh, his uh, family owns Big Four CrossFit just north of us here. Um, I for- unfortunately never had the opportunity to meet Zach or develop a relationship with him. But, I, love him. but, I, but I, I know his mother, his father, his sister, and his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law, Ben, was one of my coaches. And I've worked out with his sister, Molly, quite often. But... He wore the uniform. He's a veteran, so therefore I consider him family and a brother. And, and he's was, part of the CrossFit community. And he's part of the CrossFit community. Which is another brotherhood. And I was able to pay tribute to him this past weekend. We did a memorial ruck for him. And uh, my wife went along with me, and it was just a good time to meet some of the people that knew him. Even though I didn't know him, it was just great to be around and listen to them celebrate his life. So even though he lost that fight with uh, PTSD, he still sounded like he impacted a ton of people. And uh, love you, man. Uh, wish I would have got a chance to meet you, but your story will live on through your family and all your friends and all your brothers. Yeah, and I think that 
that's a great uh, awareness is huge yeah. in, in anything. I, I think that the awareness for PTSD, anything that can bring the the large, community together, the large populace yeah. to say, "Hey, there's a fucking problem." Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's great. But you know, PTSD isn't just military. Law no. enforcement's getting it, yep. and overexposure to uh, bad things, and and then what we're also not looking at is everyday life. Yep. And people are, I would say, watch out and keep your ears open, people that you're close to, mm-hmm. because I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out that most people send a sign of help. And you may just kind of write it off a little bit mm-hmm. that they're just having a bad time, mm-hmm. and that may be your only time to capture someone that is going through some tough shit. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, and am I saying that you're going to be able to stop them? You don't know, but it's it's always good to be able to try to talk to someone mm-hmm. and um, get them involved in some organization, mm-hmm. which I know that there there there's a lot tons of, of resources out there, ton of resources, and even to um, sometimes people just need to be there for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, I think it's, Zach was a good dude. Um, we didn't hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, we, our first competition, we ran out of our gym, um, as a gym, we didn't have enough male athletes to do validus and he was on our team <laughs> and we had, cause we just opened up, yeah. but we wanted to do it. And, um, he, uh, he loved craft beer. We always liked each other's <laughs> craft beer pictures. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, really up and coming weightlifter. Mm-hmm. I know that not only the CrossFit community, but, um, uh, Chelsea and, and drew at, um, project lift in mm-hmm. Columbus. He, he was working there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, drew was his coach. Uh, they were deeply impacted by this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know, I guess when you're in, when you're in the weeds like that, man, mm-hmm. you don't know how many people really care about you. Yeah. Cause you're not thinking about that. Exactly. And that's that uh, to me. That's that's what's sad, really for me, is because he probably didn't realize how much people loved him, and that sucks. Yeah, right. Especially when you're fucking going through shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think just keep your ears open and be there for the people you need to. And many of you say when you guys listen to us, you feel like you're in the room chilling with us. Well, we feel the same way about you. So yeah. if you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel like you have anybody to talk to, you can talk to us. And we'll help, and, yeah. and we'll help you get to the help you need. I don't give a shit where you are on this planet. Um, you're part of my family. You're part of my community, and I'm here to help or listen or do whatever you need. So, you know, as a member of the military, like I said, you know, we're, we're trained to look for the signs and symptoms. We can't catch them all, but no. but but damn it, know that I'm here to listen and help you get to where you need to be. So, uh, twenty two till none. Um, shout out to you, Dyer family. Yeah, can't say anything more than that. So, with that being said. I'm Mo and I'm out. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. You got some people who atomically cannot do this because their anatomy. You said atomically. Oh. you <laughs> outtake go ahead you outtake that <laughs> but